Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the SDA podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Ready Player One. This is Ronald Wong here, and um, I'm coming in pretty fresh to this movie, having just watched it about a week, week and a half ago. Um, I know that this uh, you know movie was pretty hyped up among the geek community, given that it's uh, uh, you know pretty steeped in uh, 80s and 90s geek culture. Um, but I'm coming into this um, having read part of the book, and I got to say, I was not a big fan of the book. And, uh, well, let's talk about how much of that dislike of the book or disdain toward the book carried over into the movie. Um, we're going to go around and do some quick introductions, just to mention um, you know, who you are and what you're coming in with uh, for this movie. We're going to go alphabetical, uh, starting with uh, Arthur. Hello, everybody. I, my name is Arthur. I'm your typical... Nerd Geek loves all things related to nerd and geek culture. Um, this movie should definitely speak to me, and we'll get into that later on. But uh, for me, for this time, I am coming in totally brand new. I am the voice of the ignorant masses. I have never read the book. I've heard of the book, but I've just never got around to reading it. I only know this movie from just the promotional material, the trailers. And then actually last year when I attended San Diego Comic-Con, uh, in July, um, I remember Steven Spielberg was actually there. I was only like 10 feet away from him and he was promoting the movie at the time. So that's pretty much the extent of my background. So, uh, yeah, I'm coming in with very, very fresh, unbiased, um, perspectives. There you go. Right on. Uh, next up, Anthony. This is Anthony. Um, I'm coming in having read the book and, um, I assume that it was going to be a tough movie to make just because of uh, a lot of the time stuff that happens in the book. Um, I kind of went into a movie with uh, this kind of like fresh eyes though. I, I had zero expectations. Um, and uh, yeah, it was nothing like the book. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> uh, yep. That's me. Dat. Yes, I am dot win. And I, actually did read the book not only did i read the book but i read it to my kids and wow. my wife wow. as Ooh. a family father of the year type of yeah right it was probably the last book i'll ever read to them because um, <laughs> they're pretty old now but uh yeah <laughs> i i pretty did sweet. read the book i read it out loud and my kids loved it and my wife and i thought it was not great um <laughs> but um you know being in the nerd geek culture, you know, we had to listen in and see what it was about. So we'll talk about it a bit more. That is Geek Father of the Year right there. Totally. Oh. Nice job. Thanks. All right. And next up, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty nerdy, more in so than like I like anime and anything animated. Um, I also read the book and I actually really like the book. Don't know what that says about my character. Um <laughs> I was trying to go into the movie with neutral expectations, but turns out I wasn't neutral at all. And so I definitely had some pretty strong feelings about how the movie translated. Um, yeah, excited to talk about it. All right. So we're going to go in with our uh, typical roundtable format here. Um, I'm just going to say you know, arbitrarily, let's, let's go reverse alphabetical order. So Alyssa, you just kind of mentioned that you came in with some pretty strong feelings. It's, it sounded like you really liked the movie. So uh, let's just kind of talk about, you know, uh, you can bring up whatever topics you want, but uh, yeah. What were some of the things that, things that you liked 
about the movie and maybe talk about some of the things that you didn't like too. So it's actually, at first, I really didn't like the movie. Um, I was disappointed about how different it was. I mean, like, you know, everyone said it had to be different because of the time stuff. You know, you can't cram, what, fucking five years in a movie easily. Um, but the one scene that really saved it for me was the shining scene. And I know, I hope I didn't <laughs> ruin it for everybody else, but like, that's one of my favorite movies. And that part was basically flawless. It was amazing. Um, I was, there was just a few things that I was wanting to see from the book that I didn't get to see at all. Like the first um, fight with the boss in the book is like this giant skeleton king guy. And they, I mean, it would have been, quite frankly, would have been pretty boring to see it on screen because they're just playing an arcade game. But, you know, when you read something and you really feel like you're in that world, I wanted to see the world come alive. And then it wasn't that at all. Like, not even yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, no, I'm with you. Um, however, now that it has been a couple weeks for me, um, I, I do like it. I think they did the best they could. I like the characters. Um, the villain guy, it's really funny. Now that he's been in that, I kind of see him in other stuff. And he's always the villain. And I'm like, oh, he's mm -hmm. always typecast as like the evil corporate white guy. Um, <laughs> Director Krennic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he plays it really well. He has that um, face. He has that face, you know. Yes, mm -hmm. he does. And I actually really liked his video game character. There was a subtle, I don't know if you guys caught on this, but his video game character, like, or, sorry, his Oasis avatar, um, his eyes changed colors based on his emotion. I thought that was mm. a nice. Uh, um, I noticed that. Missed yeah, that. he was trying to look like, like Superman, right? Clark Kent, right. kind of a, a little, little bit, a twisted yeah. version. Exactly. Like so, when he would get heated, his eyebrows eyeballs would turn a little gold, and then right before he pushed whatever that name of that bomb is, I don't remember, they turned like bright red. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I liked how they took. Um, I forgot his name, but T.J. Miller's character, how in the book he was kind of like this character that nobody really cares about, but in this one they kind of turned him into like a major part, but I just love T.J. Miller. So when I heard his voice, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. T.J. Miller's um, not crazy, right? You're, 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 you still like T.J. Miller even today? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I something happened so. with him, right, in the news? He, he, said, he, he said something about a bomb on a train. Or he joked oh. about it. Yeah. yeah. He in, in it, when he was drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he was oh, drunk. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I don't watch the news on purpose because it just ruins all my favorite comedians. First, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Louis C.K. and now T.J. Miller. So that's yeah, he was, arre he was arrested, I think. <laughs> oh my See, gosh, so yeah. I'm going to disagree. Like, T.J. Miller, I wish he had, his character had done more. He's kind of like there for plot purposes and they're just gone. I mean, true. I wish he was like funnier because I, mean, I, I don't I don't know like who, who was his character again? He was like oh, the freelance dang. bad guy. He was just kind of like oh that one yes yes okay yeah. But in the book, it was that poser guy that everybody would make fun of. Um, who was like a really small character. Right. Um, I forgot his name already though. See exactly. Yeah, it's uh, I Rock. I Rock. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all in all, coming out of it. I gave it like a six out of ten, but now that I've like thought about everything, I definitely give it like a seven point five. Damn! Wow. One point five points. Wow, that's pretty big. I, I'm telling you, the shining scene, like, oh, it was so good. Like, I could just watch that part over and over again. I so I actually 
it did opposite for me. Well, first of all, I love the shining scene too. I, I thought it was incredible. I was like in shock. Like they yeah. I was like, did they remake this set? Or they did really they, pulled it off pretty well, yeah. They like r- like just do really good CGI work again. Like I was <laughs> so confused. And then I really enjoyed it. And then I thought about it afterwards and I was like, why the fuck is there a zombie here? Why is there like d- dancing ghosts at the end? I was just like, this is random <laughs> shit they're throwing in. Hey, was that dancing ghost scene? I mean, since you mentioned it, right? Was that a reference to like haunted, haunted mansion? mansion? Yeah, in, that's what I thought, I thought it was. Yeah, that's all I could like, think right? about. That's what I thought it was too. I don't know if it was though. It made no okay, sense the, to me. But also, right. the reason why she did the zombie thing is it, I don't know if you could tell, but I don't think they could get the rights to Jack Nicholson's face. So they had to change it to the zombie lady. Because uh, yeah, all they did was uh, show him limping, and then it just went straight on to her hacking away. And so I think they were like, Jack Nicholson, you want to be in this movie? And he was like, no. <laughs> so they were like, oh, I guess we have to make it a zombie. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying, if that were the case, I would have used something a little bit, I don't know, more like full-fledged you know it's kind of like going halfway like a character from something else like an actual recognizable character you mean or just use like a set with a character they can't they can use or something i don't know again i I just thought it was kind of weird like a zombie true um hey but whatever that's i I agree with you i think that was a pretty cool scene i think that was like one of the few or only redeeming things about this movie (laughs) damn wow (laughs) wow not even yeah. the Iron Giant. Oh, that that that's that makes back. no sense to me because okay, whatever. Should I just? It makes no yeah, sense to me because hey. Iron Giant is about peace, and they just made him like a war a war machine. Well, I heard that they could they wanted to use a different robot, and they had to settle oh, for really? the Iron Giant. It was like they no, could get the rights to um, Voltron. it was either a transformer or something, and then Should they, they oh inst- instead of a big robot, they had to use the Iron Giant because they couldn't get. And I forgot it was it was had to be with the rights thing. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I thought, Iron, I thought the Iron Giant was was uh, basically put there to make people cry because I don't know if you know if everybody else here has watched Iron Giant, but man, the end of Iron Giant. I actually oh, haven't. I, I I regret to, to admit that. I'm sorry. Whoa, I, I love, love the Iron Giant. You gotta take a break right now and watch that movie. <laughs> Dude, that that's a bird movie. You have that to movie see. will make you cry. I watched I'll, it again last week. Dude, sure. I bought that movie last night, guys. I watched that, really? watch that movie before Looper. Uh, <laughs> and I, and why I bought it yesterday was the second time because I owned the DVD. I I gave it up and I bought it digitally yesterday. Damn, that movie wow. is good. That's a it's great so movie. Good. I mean, and and, and I, I, what's crazy is that in that scene where they, you know, basically use Iron Giant and kind of sacrifice himself. I mean, I, I kind of felt like some emotions there, just mainly because of the emotions that I had tied back to the Iron Giant movie. So I was like, okay. Absolutely. I see why they used Iron Giant, but... Loved it. Yeah. Good good point, though, you know, Anthony. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the point of Iron Giant is, yeah, it was peace, right? And yet they're yeah. using it for the war. <laughs> they just use his war machine. Well, well <laughs> you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but Iron Giant is a war machine. I guess. I was just going right, to say, whatever. and he was right. fighting for peace. That's right. So, oh God. Legit. <laughs> oh right. God. That's right. Come on, if you're gonna want to get semantics. Anyway. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> but go on. All go right. on, please. Anything else, Alyssa? No, 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 no. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> right on. All right, you get to choose next. Oh, were we going in alphabetical backwards? Oh, we could. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just keep so doing that. Be that. Like- 
That'd be debt. Yeah. Hey. Oh, right on. All right. So, um, as I mentioned to you guys, I, I didn't think um, too greatly of the book. I think part of it was because, um, you know, I have to agree with my wife who basically said um, the characters uh, in the book, I didn't, I didn't really find them to be great. Um, they weren't likable. Maybe it was the way I read it. I don't know. But sometimes when you read a book, you want to uh, find sympathy with some of the characters. Um, and I didn't necessarily find that to be the case in the book. My kids, they came out of it absolutely loving. As a matter of fact, they, they went back and they read it by themselves afterwards too. But I read it because after I went through the first chapter, I said, you know, this is this is a geek's dream. Um, <laughs> and, is it? Uh, it was, it, you know, well, it was obviously written to be. I mean, did it, it actually, was it actually? Honest, I don't know. He well, stuffed it with every single 80s. Well, pure, pure yeah. And that that was kind of my criticism with the book. Yeah, mine too. It seemed exactly. like. So in your was, face. Yeah, it was a geek grab, right? It's like, if anything, he was trying to find the heartstrings, the nostalgia strings of the, yeah. the geek world who grew up in that that time and threw it in the book, which ended up having very loose and not very tight plotting. And, not, um, and it didn't have characters who you really, or at least I didn't really attach to, or I didn't care if they did well or not. I just wanted to see how it unfolded, right? Um, and then uh, I figured, you know, when they make a movie of it, it's going to be pretty weird unless they either cut it down significantly or, or, or change some things. And, um, you know, I, I felt they did. It, it was interesting. I watched the movie because when I came out of it, I turned to my son. He's 15 years old. I asked him if he liked it. And he said he did. And he said, and I said, which one do you like more, the book or the movie? And he goes, and he said, you know what? I, I like them both. And what he meant was, and, and I verified with him, was that he found them to be so different, yet the same story, but he couldn't, he couldn't get himself to compare the two against each other because hmm. he enjoyed the book for what it was and he enjoyed the movie for what it was. Hmm. Right? And, Which and, is ironic because it's like The Shining. What? <laughs> it kind of right <laughs> and i i i didn't like the book very much but i did like the movie and i felt that everything they changed was appropriate for the um the medium that they chose to present the story on you know dad i'm, I'm kind of curious since you were reading it out loud to your kids right yeah <laughs> I mean, were you struggling with getting through all that exposition in the book about like oh this is what the um uh, you know, like every single part of all these geek references. I mean, I feel like they just kept listing out all these different descriptions of, um, you know, uh, here's what the, uh, yeah. you know, costume looked like for this particular character. Or here's it's what, like you know, obnoxious, the area right? looked like. Yeah, they just kept listing things out where I was like, my gosh, I, I just can't read any more of this. In exposition. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't because I, I did when I read them the story, I don't stop to try to say things or inject my own commentary. Right. If anything, you know, my wife and I would talk about it afterwards. Um, but you know, of course they, they didn't recognize most of those things. Yeah. Right. Which is an interesting point. If, if you didn't grow up in the, the time and you didn't know what the references, what, what is, what would it be like to consume that book with all those references? I wonder right? if, if it I was no just kind of meaningless to them then, you know, like they just kind of yeah. their head. Or, or they just enjoyed the story for what it was, understanding that these are video games and movies that this guy liked. Like, like for all they could, they for all they care, um, all those movie and, and pop culture reference could be completely made up from an alternate reality, and it wouldn't matter to them, right? That's true. It's That's the true. basis of the story that they got to experience that. 
those who are brand new stuff to them exactly mm-hmm. right it's like watching star wars but seeing episode one two and three four four five and six right it's like do you know right. any better does it even yeah, matter then right yeah you don't know what you don't know yeah uh, my wife though criticizes me and rightfully so she says maybe i didn't like the characters because of the way you read them in your voice <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah she, she said the yeah, way i read them better exactly but no i i did enjoy the movie and i found it to be um almost completely different other than sort of the core main storyline almost everything i felt was changed uh, i don't know you know, if, if you guys felt that way too, but it, it, it seemed so different yet the same story, but in the right direction to make it so that I could enjoy it. And, and part of it was I did find empathy with the characters in the movie like I didn't find in the book, right? Um, not that I agreed with all the storyline directions that they took or didn't miss certain things that they didn't do uh, or translate from the book uh, to the movie, but um, overall I felt it, it was it was a better experience for the book. What do you think that they did differently in the movie that made the characters resonate with you more? In all honesty, I think they simplified it. I think it's kind of like when you look at the matrix, right? The matrix supposed to be this, um, the movie, the matrix supposed to be like uh, a technology future, right? Where on paper, it might sound highly complicated, but what they did in the movie was a super simplified it. So no matter how lay you were, you could enjoy it. And I think that that's kind of what they did in the movie where no matter how non-geek you were, you could probably consume and absorb it. You didn't even have to know about the references to a large degree to basically take the story and then say, you know, I, I, I can enjoy that. And, and I find that uh, friends and family that I know who've seen the movie too, who aren't geeks, you know, kind of like we are um, and may not have known all the references, they still enjoyed it as well. So um, here's the thing also, they didn't, I will give the, the film some credit. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't overt, like, in your face with all the references like you can see stuff and you'll know I mean, then you can also like not see some stuff and you wouldn't know right i think right. it's being able to show something that rather than in a book you have to like say everything right uh, where, where it was better for the film i agree and i don't think they even tried to explain everything either right, right? i mean they right. could have went to town just like um you guys were saying where, you know, trying to get through in the book and explain your detail. No, either, you know, or you don't. And the ones that you do, you get to relish in if, if you did get it. Otherwise you can just take it and say, Oh, this is a thing from his past. And, and, and I get that. And that's important to um, holidays experience. Right. And then move on with the movie. Didn't they use a lot of video game lingo though? <laughs> I, I found Dude, one like... of the worst lines ever was just like, Fanboys can spot haters or something. Some, some stupid lie. Yeah. I was like, or oh. like, oh, I got, a, I got a one up. So, because I was watching with my brother and sister in law, and my brother in law had to sometimes explain to my sister in law because they were using a lot of video game lingo that in their dialogue, like they weren't just referencing something; they were using the terms in conversation. And if you didn't know, it would be like, what are they talking about? You know what I mean? Um, it- so it's that's hard the only part say. I would disagree a little bit. Yeah. And I, I can't remember all of them, but there are certain points I remember like, oh, okay. See, that's like telling me, it, it's like when you understand another language, right? You yeah. yeah. Twice about it. Right. I, I didn't notice that myself, um, but would it have been that hard for someone who's completely out of the culture to still follow along to some degree? Would they be completely lost? And I think they could still relatively follow along um, without feeling left out, even if they yeah. didn't get the lingo. I think in, in context, right? Yeah. They, they, they build figure it out. Exactly. So, you know, end of the day, I, I did enjoy it and I thought it was an improvement. Um, 
over the book, at least for the viewership. Um, and I was able to enjoy it for what it was. I, I didn't agree with how the whole thing was won in the end with um, them not understanding that it's probably the game of the first Easter egg hidden in a game. Um, which, you know, by the way, I believe they took that. That was like how they opened the book by him explaining what the first Easter egg ever was. And yet you have yeah. all these people who research it, couldn't figure out which game they were supposed to play yeah. to win the whole game, right? Yeah. That was pretty weird. Um, and I thought it was pretty weird how you had um, Artemis and this whole resistance thing. I thought that was kind of weird. That was kind of weird, yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, Artemis is also weirdly sexual. I was like, what's happening? She's a little bit too seductive <laughs> right now. <laughs> you mean like when that scene when they were flying around on the dance floor? That yeah, was, I was so like, bad. Oh, oh my God. Dance scene. And then she I was, was so like, mad. oh, you're wearing the heptic crotch. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so excuse me. Yeah, that was She's touching his I virtual was... peen peen. Yeah. <laughs> I was raging when they put on uh, Staying Alive. I was like, what are they doing? This is so, sem- this is like, so elementary. 70s. That's seventies. Yeah, actually, and it was seventies. So it was it, well, in this movie, it doesn't matter. It's like it's seventies, eighties, nineties. Like they put yeah, exactly. They they definitely took some seventies stuff. Yeah. I mean, Gundam seventies, isn't he? Uh, he was a eighties, nineties kid, right? I think yeah. Gundam. I yeah, think Gundam is pretty like late seventies. I thought Gundam is Gundam's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Gundam is old. It's super very old. old. Yeah, but you know oh, that yeah. was this. He, he's our. Is he our? He's older than us. No, he's our age. He was born in nineteen seventy nine. No, sorry, Gundam started in 1979. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, okay, there you go. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of picking up um, more modern cl- pop culture that wasn't uh, uh, around at the time when maybe the book was written. I don't know how old the book was written, but I kept saying to myself, well, there's, it's 2040-something or something like that, and how much more pop culture has happened in between, <laughs> and you don't have that in here, or what are you going to make up for that in between? But, you know, just details. But, I've gone on too long. I did like question. It. Are, yeah, for me. Sorry, did any of you? Yeah, oh. either you, Dot, or anybody. Did any of you watch it with somebody who had no geek culture background? Out of curiosity, mm. and maybe we can save yeah, this for later. But I mean, okay. my wife. But yeah, I don't Cause, think she knows a lot. Okay, because the like experience it. would be different. That's that would be. That's just interesting. She didn't get it. She just thought like some of the gamer. Like, there's a Starcraft. There's a Halo. She don't know what any of those things are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's you like, know, Gundam, no idea she's like, why was. didn't you love this, Anthony? And you're like hating on it. She's like, you should love this, right? She's probably like ra- raging on you. No, she she knew I didn't. I had like, that was my problem with the book too. Oh, okay. I was like, tune your face. Okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I thought the book was a geek um, heartstring grab that didn't work for me. Uh, but the movie worked and not because of the geek stuff, just because it just felt like a single sitting story that I could just enjoy without overthinking. That's me. All right. Well, it's good that I'm going next because <laughs> this is opposite. I, I think almost everything opposite of what Dad just said. <laughs> really? All right. Dang. So, okay. So, yeah. Wait for this. Here we go. The, Rage Rage man. Man. the book. Okay. I was irritated by a lot of the book, but I, what I thought they did well was like the world building, the rules, like the leveling up. Like as a gamer, I kind of like appreciated some of that detail. I also liked how the characters in the book were like individuals the artemis in the book wanted to win the two asian dudes i don't know what their names are um they wanted to win in this movie all they did was serve uh 
Parzival, whatever Wade Watts. I was just like, what the hell? Like, as a gamer, everyone's trying to be the top. Like, I don't understand why they, they're making this guy the god, right? They're making him. They didn't have time to develop more characters, I think, you know? Yeah, I get it. But I just felt like it was never like any competition. It was just one guy against one, the one clan. Yeah. Is that so right. in the book that. in the book they're also in very different places. It just feels this world that they build in the movie, it feels like it's in Cleveland. Right? Like that's <laughs> it's supposed to be around the world, but all oh, you see is isolated in one place. Okay. All of these gamers are in the same city. Like <laughs> it just felt I was like, oh man, you made this world feel really small. Um mm-hmm. anyways, movie in terms of the movie, I this is the worst movie I've seen in theaters since Justice League. Um, wow. I, I didn't like this movie. Um, wow. I, I thought Dang. the characters were lame. I didn't like uh, Wade Watts' character at all. I hated uh, Artemis. Uh, just the story, it was so basic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the casting. Like Mark Rylance as the James Halliday was like, really weird <laughs> i don't know i don't know it was just it, none of it makes I sense what's like, her name is h was really good though huh that made sense who what's her name is h i can't think of her name artemis no 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 h. the uh the actress from oh uh, the um this friend yeah exactly. yeah uh, um, I'm Dibia, I'm Waith. yes oh yeah yeah where did she from i thought that was Dibia pretty good Waith. catching yeah that's fair yeah that was, that was pretty good i, I admit She's from Master of None, and she's also exactly. doing. Exactly, I first saw her Masters of None. Yeah. Oh, she didn't. She's starting to do her own stuff too. I think I feel like she did a lot more in the book, but. Um, yeah. 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 Anyways, I don't know. I just didn't really like the movie. I thought it was just like below average. Everything's kind of basic. The only part I really, like I said, was the shining part. Like that first challenge. Do you? It's just like he doesn't watch games at all. Like you don't think one person in five years or whatever one person would have gone backwards in a game like. You play games, <laughs> you know. It's, it's just like it's so. It's so. I just felt it was so ba- like this movie to me was just so. Everything was so vanilla, so basic. Like get the Halo character, get right. King Kong, get like back like the most, the most basic like nerd shit, and put it in there, and and kind of that's what we got. <laughs> just ticking off the check boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. Even like the battle at the end, I just like. Uh, I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the movie. Like, I never fall asleep in the movies. Um, I fell asleep. Dang. <laughs> um, hey, you just, know what, Anthony? I just mm-hmm. want to comment. I think, I think you're not wrong. I think I, it's because they, it's kind of like that book is a young adult book, and the movie yeah. stayed a young adult movie. Maybe, but right? I mean, it's, that's the thing. Like, I'm not hating. Like, I understand why people would like it mm-hmm. too. Um, but I just think if you take away Steven Spielberg, if you take away the references, I think it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah. I think I, it's better than the other young adult movies that's been out, like Maze Runner and like all those other ones. Those are like horrible. I, I mean, I was going to save this till I, I, I was going to talk about it. But since you brought up that term young adult or YA, Dad, you know, I just got to yeah. say that was my issue with this is that they essentially just distilled down every single YA or young adult book or movie cliche. Yeah. And it's, this is it, you know, <laughs> they basically distilled it down to its most concentrated, you know, store characters, the story arc, everything about yeah. it. Was just, 
standard YA story arc and characters. Yeah. And like the girl falling in love with him and like and, yeah. and the girl being like like oh like you're not gonna like me but her <laughs> only issue was like this little tiny like first one, first one. i know i was like are you oh, kidding me i know i was like come on um just little yeah this little like weird story thing just like if you're wearing a haptic suit why are you wearing the crotch part like you, you it's only it's not going to benefit you in a fight, right? Like, <laughs> just take it off. That. You don't know just that. Just take it off. Not in a fight, okay? That's not the time. Maybe he was going to use it for other things. He was at the dance club, bro. Yeah, he's using it for other things, man. That's there's right. Some, well, whatever. Um, your imagination. There's, there's also inconsistencies in the Oasis. It's just like, is it graphics or is it like real life? Because that part where you know they try to trick him, and it's real life. I was just like, okay, that was kind of inconsistent oh, and man. then you, you uh, this movie i don't think is even at that level where you can argue yeah. those, those <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> those little nitpicks i was just thinking about that I was just and then the, the final thing that really just like are you kidding me is when uh the bad guy what's his name whatever the the ceo guy he walks into that city and then the, the whole crowd is there they're like you, can, you gotta get through us before you get to wade and then he's like I've got a gun. <laughs> he pulls out a gun and everyone gets out of his way. Just one dude with one gun. And it's just like, they're surrounding him. Like, you just can't take that gun away from him. I don't know. It's very weird. Um, and then the, the I mean, one last thing is like, I don't, why do they have jurisdiction? Like they can take people, kidnap them and ha- make them work for them. Yet at the end, the cops show up and like can arrest him. It just, again, a bunch of inconsistencies. Maybe that's, maybe what like, like you said, Ronald, it's just every cliche YA thing. And it's just, I, I went up pretty, um, I thought I could have fun in this movie. Uh, and besides that shining part, which was like, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I was happy for like five minutes. Uh, the rest <laughs> of it was pretty, pretty like whack. So, um, yeah, so again, I, I think this is a not, this is another not, Good movie from Silberg. Did you All like right. Goonies? Mm. Did you guys like um, Goonies? Of course. Goonies is classic, man. Okay. Of course, of course, I love Goonies. Now, not not this is the same as Goonies, but I not definitely felt during the movie that they were trying to sort of film it in an '80s John Hughes style type thing as well. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but they're in part of the movies that were. There's even part of the movie that was um, grainy in certain spots, and I felt like they did it on purpose. Well, aspect. from like a technical perspective, apparently Spielberg filmed like the real world uh, yeah. scenes with yeah. film, and then the CGI stuff with um, or okay. Oasis in uh, with uh, digital cameras. So that's right. why. Yeah. Right. Yep. So yeah, right. I didn't like it, um, Arthur. <laughs> 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 Go, buddy, go. So, so interesting. Um, I had no... So again, I have no background on this at all, aside from last year at, at San Diego and then just reading all the marketing material. So I hadn't read the book. I don't plan on reading it based on all the stuff you guys said. And even if it was good, I don't think I'd have the time anyway. Um, so I went in with this like totally like... It's, it's rare. Like I have no expectations whatsoever. Um, I just went in thinking, oh, you know what? I'll probably enjoy this because I'm a kid of the 80s. So I love all that 80s pop culture stuff. I love 80s music. Um, and, and so all the, that stuff speaks to me. 
so just kind of going into, the, into this whole world, um, it was fascinating because it's like, oh, wow, it's just like an onslaught of stuff, right? And then after I, was, after I watched the movie, I was thinking, man, I, I just feel like I played this video game for like two hours, like nonstop visual assault on you, right? Because a good portion of the movie was set, set in the virtual world. So a part of me was like, oh my gosh, I, I felt like I was playing a video game, not just watching one. Um, but I, you know, I, the world is interesting, um, the whole setup, but the movie's definitely very shallow. Like there's not a lot of depth. Um, and this movie, I, I only enjoyed it purely as like popcorn. Like, oh, okay, look, there's that character. Oh, there's that character over there. Oh, that's kind of neat. They all stand in these uh, virtual suits and this is this company. Um, and this is how the, this thing, these things work. But, you know, as I started to watch it more, I was like, okay, well, how does the society work? Like, do they just all go into the virtual world and try to earn money? Is that how they earn money? Like, does anybody work for a living? How does society run? Do they have jobs? I kept asking myself these questions and I thought, oh, you know, maybe they'll answer it. Maybe they don't. And of the questions are answered in the book. Yeah, I figured they are. Um, but they didn't have any of that. And then, you know, I didn't really get a lot of depth from any of the characters at all. Not that I was necessarily expecting, but I thought they were very, very like flat. Like they're just there. Um, I didn't dislike them, but I thought very, very shallow. Um, and I know I've seen, uh, what's his name? Parzival, um, Ty Sheridan. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually a pretty decent actor. And he was actually, for me, one of the, the very small saving graces of uh, X-Men Apocalypse when he played young Cyclops. Like he was actually like pretty decent as a Scott Summers. Like he actually had character and I, I really disliked that X-Men movie, but he was actually good. So I was kind of looking forward to him in this movie. Um, I thought he did an okay job, um, but I just think, I don't think he had much to work with. In, yeah, exactly. So he could have done good, but exactly. There's not a lot of depth at all. Like I don't understand the world, the society, um, what, you know, that thing you said about Cleveland, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Is this the whole world? Is just, just the U S uh, what do people do all day? Um, why is this corporation? Like you said, they can throw people in jail, um, and they can monetize this whole thing, um, and all that. So, you know, I was kind of asking myself some of those things, but at the same time, I was just purely enjoying the visual onslaught of eighties music and eighties pop culture and, and, uh, characters popping up here and there. And, and I'm sure I miss stuff because um, it's sometimes it's so fast. I'm like, oh, there's, you know, Akira's bike from um, Akira, right? And oh, there's um, Battletoads and there's um, some DC characters. And, and I'm sure there's other stuff. I regret to admit, um, I've never seen The Shining. So <laughs> shame on me twice tonight. I know. <laughs> that, that scene was cool. I admit. I just no didn't know Shining, no Iron Giant. I know. On? That's too, that's too nuts for me tonight. I'm sorry. I may have to you give have to be extradited until you see those two. I mean. No, I have to give up part of my geek cred. Um, I mean, I like those scenes. I agree. Like that part was very cool. I knew it was from something. I just didn't know what it was until later on. Like, oh, it is from The Shining. Okay, that's where I sort of had familiarity with it, but I didn't. I've never seen it, so I couldn't say like I enjoyed it. Like because it was a reference, I just enjoyed it because it was kind of cool. Like, oh, okay, it's just for getting very creepy, and then doing this thing. Um, but really. Um, the movie is just like nonstop references of stuff. And I just simply was just enjoying it as pure popcorn and the eighties music. And of course there's 90s stuff too. And some late seventies. Um, but yeah, definitely very shallow. Um, Question. You know, 
relationship is kind of weird resistance. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess it's, I guess it's covered in the book the whole time. I'm thinking, oh, okay, I guess I'm sure the book covers it more. Hopefully. Did you, did you feel, I got exhausted from all the CGI. Like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And, was, and that's, what I, that's what I mean. It was like, kind was of like, like, so as a video, as a gamer, right. There are some games that are more in depth that really draw you in and you're engaged and you really like it. And then there's other games where they're more fun for like short bursts, but there's not a lot of depth to it. And they're just very shallow. And sometimes they're visually assaulting, but you know, they're okay in short bursts. For example, like, you know, I don't mind playing the occasional Call of Duty because it is what it is, right? Um, but I wouldn't say it's very deep. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's necessarily very great, but you know, for what it is, it's fine. And that's kind of how I felt about this movie, it's not a video game movie, but it definitely presented itself as a very video game-like. So I, I walked out thinking, oh my gosh, I'm kind of exhausted because I felt like I was playing this, you know, quote-unquote shallow video game for like two hours. And I've been just, I just need a break. My mind is just <laughs> too many things going on. Um, versus, you know, when you're playing a different game where there's more depth to it and you're really engaged in the characters and the world and all that, it's a different feeling. This one, I just felt tired, like afterwards. Like, oh my gosh, I just need to, I need to, I need to rest. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. Even though I enjoyed it um, for what it was. So, but, so that's kind of more or less my perspective on it. I mean, I just enjoyed it purely as popcorn. Um, it's not deep. It's not insightful. There's not a lot of stuff they're saying. Um, I actually like the adventure. What do you call it? Um, reference that eighties game on the Atari 2600. They're like, I, I remember playing that thing and I, I, I could have swore maybe I found those same Easter eggs when I was a kid. I don't really remember. Um, but that thing is really obscure. Um, but I, I remember owning that game when I was a kid. Um, so it was kind of cool to see those references, but other than that, it's like, I can't even remember the characters names some of them until you guys brought it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Artemis and Par- Parzival and the other one's like, I don't remember who they are. I don't know what their motivations are. I don't, don't know. Don't know if I should care. Um, I mean, if they do a sequel, maybe they go into it more. I don't. I don't know. Um, Ready but, Player Two. Ready oh, Player God. Two. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, I didn't mind all the. I don't cool. mind all the geek references and the lingo, but again, it's just really shallow. Um, so it's pure popcorn for me. One thing I, I will say that I did like in the book that was better than than the movie is that they actually characters died in oh. the book. Like it oh. was dark. Hmm. It was dark. Like it was darker than I was expecting. And uh, in this movie, obviously, everyone's kind of like a group at the end. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the production values and the special effects were, were really cool. Like I liked how they, the real world sort of reacted to what happened in the virtual world where all those people were in the company. Like there's those pods, right? And they're all going in and all of a sudden they're, they're shut off and then the, the whole row would kind of shut down to react to what was happening in the virtual world. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of clever. You know, certain things are happening and, and that's how they kind of visually represent what's going on. Um, so production value wise, it's, you know, special effects and all that. It was cool. I didn't feel like they were using dodgy CGI or, or anything like that. It felt real. Uh, it's just, the story was just very, very shallow to me. Okay. So, last thing I'm just, I keep on cutting in with stuff cause I keep on remembering no things and I don't have notes, but uh, I felt like in the book, they at least, uh, in the movie, they made Wade Watts kind of like, Oh, he just knows he just has this knowledge and that's why he know he can beat these challenges uh, in the book. I feel like there are clues that, that lead you to 
him solving that puzzle. Like he doesn't just he had to, he had to work he doesn't at just it. know it. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Definitely agree. The movie he's just, he's presented sort of like oh he's like this gift knows everything. Yeah. Knows. Exactly. And, it's like uh, the ray. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't like how they had a whole library of holidays. Um, like <laughs> memories, fucking conveniently, mm-hmm. like digitized. Like that was stupid. That's what makes being a Gunter cool is that you did find all that research not go to a library with a fucking butler and say play the memory <laughs> oh you know what <laughs> why well, I, I understand your point on that that was probably the only part i felt there was some depth to the characters because i'm like what? oh i'm kind of getting a peek at these guys who they really are because i felt nothing for any of them and and i get what you're saying i don't disagree but that was probably the only times i felt like oh okay i'm actually getting to know who this person is I it was mean, a plot device that, that they needed well right? yeah what was that yeah. I, I just it was, it was a plot device that that they needed. I mean, I, I agree yeah. that it was it kind of took away from um, the exploration and the solving of things. But I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of get why they did it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I felt. Hmm. Well, all right. I guess I'm last then. Um, so I got to say, I I resonated with basically everything that anthony said um as i mentioned in the, <laughs> yes. in the beginning rage I, man too i mean yeah I, I i think there's like maybe two movies that i really agreed so strongly with anthony on and that was justice league and this movie um i so i read i started ready player one thinking that hey this is great i mean i've been hearing about how you know every geek needs to read this and you know mm-hmm. you know um you're gonna love this you know, book if you've, you know, grew, grew up playing video games and watching these movies. But I just could not get through it because it just was so bogged down by all, all these references. And uh, I was hoping that Spielberg would be able to elevate the movie past that and maybe make something more unique out of it. But um, I just don't think that he was able to, to do it. I mean, I think, I don't even think that it was necessarily Spielberg's fault. I think it was just the source material was just it 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 was so derivative of all these other you know cultural things that it just didn't have much to say for itself right it's it's uh Mm -hmm. it's plot it's characters like i said before it was just uh you know i could have just if you strip away all this geek stuff it's just your typical kid that's poor has nothing but is special in a particular way that makes him (laughs) you know be able to become the one and uh, you know, get the girl, get the money, but at this end, he's still good and he saves the world. Kind of, you know, pretty, <laughs> pretty typical uh, young adult plotline and characters, which I don't think is a bad thing, right? I mean, it's, it can be done very well, but if you look at books like Harry Potter, which essentially kind of follows that same story arc too. I mean, Harry mm-hmm. Potter had, did a great job with building a world that was so unique and so rich and I, I see them trying to do that in Ready Player One. And that's what I was really hoping for was maybe the movie would be able to build a more unique world uh, and maybe build a more unique um, and compelling villain. Um, that, But it just didn't really come together. Like I, I thought maybe the villain could have been something more than just like a maniacal, money-hungry corporate guy, right? But it's kind of what he was. Um, I yeah, liked I, I liked that one part where they tried to get him to be or to play like, hey, you know what? I am just like you. I am a geek. 
I come from the same background. I just want to make this, you know, better for the world, you know? And uh, I was like, it would have been interesting actually if he actually, if the villain actually had that background, but was just kind of misguided in his thinking, you know, to a point yeah. where he kind of lost his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been interesting. For, but in the end, you know, he was just, yeah, he just wanted money. Basic he just, bad guy. Really, 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 really basic, you know, uh, you know, motivations. And I was just like, okay, well, that was it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. it Typical uh, corporate bad guy. I, I can't even, I don't even have that much more to say about it, you know? Yeah. But I will say uh, two things. One, when I was walking out of the movie, uh, I was texting my buddy about the movie. And first thing he responded to me was like, man, I really didn't like that movie. Like his first complaint was how they were kind of inconsistent with, um, in the end of the movie, when he was in the truck, when Art, when uh, uh, what, what's his name, uh, Wade Watts was in the truck, and they had him hanging from those wires so that he could kind of rotate and oh, yes. you know, be in space. But he was doing that way before, while he was sitting in a chair, yeah. and now all of a sudden they need the wires, right? And so he was complaining about that, and I was like, "That's your main complaint about this movie." If the movie was really great, I'd be nitpicking about those little things. <laughs> but I mean, there's just so much more fundamental issues that just made the movie kind of kind of boring um, to me. Uh, yeah. Mainly just how it just became a list of all these different '80s and '90s references, and it reminds me of um, this one YouTube video from this uh, this one YouTube YouTuber uh, called uh, Nerd Writer. I don't know if you guys have seen that video, but it's something about, he uses this term intertextuality, which oh. is just kind of a fancy term for references. And he's saying, he's making the argument basically that, you know, Hollywood these days, it's all about references. Um, it's either references by making sequels or reboots, oh. or it's references by using, um, you know, 80s, 90s culture uh, to basically prey on people's nostalgia or people's, you know, good feelings toward other things, which is kind of why I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, how they used Iron Giant. And I thought that was almost effective until I pulled myself out of there and thought, oh my gosh, they're just playing on my feelings of using Iron Giant from Iron Giant, you know? Look how cool I am. (laughs) Look how hip I am, guys. Yeah, exactly. Look at all these terms that I'm dropping. I was waiting for them to say like, use the word like memes or something like that, you know? Like, you know what? This, this this kind of script or this kind of um, story is not going to hold up in 10, 15, 20 years, you know? People are going to look back on it and this is not going to age well. Hmm. Um, That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, at least, I, I don't think it'll age well. I mean, but we'll see. I mean... Yeah, I don't think it does either. It's a neat but, time capsule movie for sure. It is, it is. And I, I mean it's definitely worked. I mean, that concept of intertextuality or referencing, you know, this particular time period that we're so fond of, it's worked for shows like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's that other movie uh, or other show now on Hulu? I think it's called uh, Everything Sucks or something like that. I don't know what that is. Do you, do you, guys, know what, you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, there's, okay. All right. I, I can't remember what that show is called right now, but um yeah, I mean, that was my main problems with it. I was really just hoping that 
Spielberg would be able to kind of elevate the story a little bit, make it more unique, bring some more to the characters, and still kind of salvage um, how bogged down it was by all the references. But no. So what do you guys think would have made it better? Is it um, better plotting? Is it tighter stories? Is it more mature story? Yeah, I think uh, um, I would say less is more like i feel like they tried to do everything in the book uh, or a lot of things in the book and if they kept the same spirit of the book i think it would have been okay uh, maybe more mature way of telling the story instead of like a your cliche um storytelling points it would have been better uh i need a depth of characters simple. yeah that mm-hmm. was like terrible um yeah for me so I what's think interesting that it stuck to the source material a little better. Like literally everything was different. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, you know what's interesting is the um, screenplay was written by. The oh, I was just going to say this, Zach Penn. Um, uh, is that and Ernest name? Klein. Ernest Klein, yeah. And and the way I see it is, um, you know, this is not a justification anyway. But if you did or didn't like the movie, you also have to say to yourself. The author got a second chance to tell a story again on a different media, and this is the way he wrote it. Um, hmm. So, it, unlike point. other things that were adaptations, where you know a, a, an original author would say, "Dude, you totally effed up my story," this is more or less blessed by the creator himself. Oh, right? interesting. So, but that doesn't it, mean like it or hate it. It just is a different perspective from the same guy. So, I mean, here's the other thing: the the, the, the screen, whatever, the screenplay writer. Zach Penn, he also wrote The Avengers, which Joss Whedon had to go in and rewrite the whole story. Mm-hmm. He thought it was terrible. He re- <laughs> rewrote the whole thing, and that he said, basically, The Avengers screenplay is mine, but he gets a co-writer on it because he did the first version. So Zach Penn, uh, not a good writer, then. That, that's what I'm getting. He's done uh, more stuff, hasn't he? His name sounds so familiar. X-Men Last Stand. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Oh, boy. E- oh, Electra. Uh, oh, oh wow! Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Get out of here! Get out of here! Never mind. Conversation then. is over. Incredible Hulk. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Wow. First, first one. So worse and worse. The, Ang- the Ang Lee one. Wait, I'm gonna give him credit. He did Last Action Hero. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> really? I'm not. You know, I'm not IMDb. Keep going. Let's see what else. He's um, sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He did the story, co-writing story of uh, X Men Two with with Brian Singer and whoever, whoever David Hater is. So maybe that's his. Oh, David Hater is Solid Snake, man. <laughs> oh yeah, that doesn't make anything great though. Well, he's a pretty decent writer, David Hater. Okay, but everything uh, else he's done is pretty garbage. Anyways. True, true. Okay, he gets this for uh, X-Men 2. That's the only thing I give him for. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm not sure. going to give him that. X-Men 2 sucks. <laughs> oh, he's like really <laughs> Damn. He's getting jobs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Wow. Should we do roundtable? Roundtable for scores. All right, we'll go back around the other way then. So I will give this movie a lowly five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it, it it had it had a couple fun scenes, you know, like you mentioned the the shining scene. I mean, there were a couple scenes that were pretty fun, CGI heavy, but in the end, it was still pretty fun. So I'll give it credit for that. So mm-hmm. I'll give it a five. Right on, Arthur. Okay, um, I'll just give it a seven. 
just because I have no expectation, no bias going in. I enjoyed it purely as it was, popcorn. Um, very superficial. I mean, I, I, I like all the geek references and things to kind of consume and digest, but it's like, you know, kind of candy. You just eat it and then you kind of move on. There's not a lot of substance to it. So I didn't hate it. Um, I wish that it had more depth. I wish it had um, better character development, better story. Um, so everything I like about it is really purely superficial, I would say. And with that kind of view, I just think, you know, um, pure popcorn flick. So, yeah, yeah. seven is, is, is all I can give it. Seven's pretty high, considering which. <laughs> well, I mean, I like I like all. Was. Yeah, well, I like the the geeky references and all that stuff. So I enjoy those superficial things. But is it like deep or is it engaging or you know no? Um, I didn't hate it. It didn't offend me. Um, I I don't read the I didn't read the book, so I can't be upset at anything. Um, so I have no form of reference to, toward it at all. I have no biases going in. Right? It's just purely what you see is what you get. And I'm like, okay, well, what they gave me is, um, you know, very, um, I don't know, think of your favorite food that's very shallow, but just kind of like, you kind of like it for what it is. Um, but it's not very, not a lot of substance. I don't know, pick something. Chicken wing. Weren't you kind of offended yeah. by how much they tried to pander to you though? Um, no, because I knew that going in. Because I mean, it's yeah. obvious, right? So it's obvious. I'm not surprised. So I'm not, I'm not going in thinking, oh my gosh you know, posers, come on, you know, you're throwing all this geek. I mean, I knew that going in. So if, if I didn't know that going in, shame on me. Um, so having read, you know, not read the book, I don't really have any of that background. And, you know, seeing the trailers, it's, it was pretty obvious to me that, oh, this is something definitely geared for me and I'll either like it or I won't. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I like it for what it is. And I wasn't offended that it was pandering to me because it was obviously being pandering to me. <clears throat> so. I, you know, I was, it wasn't like a, what's the word? Um, um, bait and switch, right? Like try, pretending to be one thing and then it turns out to be something else. Mm -hmm. Um, it was what it is to me. It, I, you know, I came in expecting something, one thing, and I more or less got it for what it was. So, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Anthony. All right. I don't have much to say. Giving it a four. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's like BVS score, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. I, I don't have something for you to say. I didn't like it. Right on. So uh, for me, um, I actually kind of felt like it was Goonies meets Stand By Me meets RoboCop. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Because there was a certain amount of, yeah, the plot wasn't tight. Um, there was a sort of bit of almost cynicism in the way they wrote it almost not caring that it wasn't tight on purpose. Um, and that's kind of how I True. feel 80s movies was in general, how I felt like they were made. Um, it did bring, it did um, hit a, a tinge of nostalgia, but less for the um, pop culture pandering. Matter of fact, you know, you, you were talking about the pandering. Um, and I personally uh, wasn't upset by it, but I kind of wanted them to pander to me a little bit more. <laughs> My that's funny that's funny <laughs> not enough references yeah. for you <laughs> i know like, it's an odd thing like to if say. you're gonna if you're gonna pander to me at least pander all the way yeah like, yeah no. all or not all or nothing right exactly <laughs> take me home baby but no it it uh 
I, I didn't get lost in any of, of the pop culture. I didn't even find myself over-emotionalizing over any of the ones that they decided to pull out. Um, end of day, I think coming into it, not caring for the book so much, gave it a lot of leeway. And I've also, over time, sort of developed this idea of um, there are um, things that are made for sort of the um, young teen audience. And I pretty much consumed it that way. Um, it's it's a recurring theme between me and my wife about some stories that we think just have great baselines but execute poorly because they hold themselves to um, the the walls that a teen adult or a young teen story tends to make these authors do. Wait, and so my my only slight argument is that that doesn't mean it has your movie has to be dumb down to it the doesn't. But you like almost a kids movie can be great movie like Inside Out or that would be more surprising. If that happened, it just doesn't happen very often. So, so if I if I go in with those expectations sometimes, or I, I give it that leeway, knowing it's going to be that way, depending on how badly it offends me, which this movie didn't, um, uh, you know, I'll judge it that way. But I I get what you guys are saying, especially those who don't like it, um, and I don't disagree with your points in any way. That's just the way I consumed it, and therefore I gave it seven point one. Wow, higher than me. Hmm. Now, what here's the... one, to be, and before I forget, and this is interesting, it would have been neat to have someone that, uh, like Kai, who's younger, you know, or anybody, just, you know. He's going to hate the movie. Probably, but, you. Just, but from a different perspective, because, you know, you know, there's a lot of 80s pandering, right? So it's, it's going to view differently to somebody like me and Dot, we're obviously a little older, um, to, versus somebody who is, you know, of a younger age, per se. I'm Wait, saying, how old is he? Twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, if you remove all the references, it's still bad. It doesn't. Movie. It doesn't have to be Kai, but I'm just saying, I would have been nice to. It would have been interesting to hear. Uh, and maybe you're that voice because you're really young. I was gonna say, I think I am. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to call out your age, right? Because I think it's rude. But I think you're pretty young, young person. Um, yeah. So that it, you know, that's the good. I, I would have had to have more perspective in that sense. Because you've also read the book, right? So yeah. I would have liked to have somebody who didn't read the book also be of younger age and say, "Oh, what does it mean to them?" You know what I mean? Because you have a lot of inherent bias because you've read the book. But somebody who's going in like, "Oh, I know nothing about." I'm like in my mid-20s. But I also didn't grow up in the 80s. All I have sure. is, you know, movies that I've seen. and True. And I never had, like, an original Atari or original Nintendo. You know, my first gaming system went to Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64. Yep. Called it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dang. 64. Jeez. You're making me not feel really old. <laughs> I know. I had the 2600. It was crazy. It was. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But so that, that's that's my point. I mean, it would have been neat yeah. to have, you know, have more people, um, also, just to hear their perspective. That's all. Mm-hmm. Is that the recording going on and off? No, something not for oh. a second. All right, Elissa, right. uh, I think you gave your score earlier, but you want to? I gave my score already. It's okay. Yeah. So I will be the highest one. I will give it a seven point five, but that's simply wow. because I just I really enjoyed the visuals. Um, I guess I just. Maybe I'm in that sweet spot where, like, I can watch CGI all day, but you guys already know I love animation. Like, if this True. movie had no real people in it, I would be like, <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do this. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it might have been a little stronger that way. I hate to say it, 
both the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle garbage movies, if you cut out the human parts of that movies, they're actually solid Ninja Turtle stories. Really? It's weird. Especially the second one, I drudged through it. They wrote the turtles beautifully, but once Megan Fox am on screen, I want to gouge out my eyeballs. <laughs> um, and I really, that shining part was amazingly done, and it was a nice surprise, and I really enjoyed it. And also, I mean, I guess I'm a little biased too because I did go to Japan and see all that great, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, great marketing, all that, center, center all of that great marketing that we didn't get to see, like. Man, those posters were out of control and like they really had their whole setup done. And I don't know why they didn't do that in America, but I mean, I know we've talked about it because they, especially because it's CGI, of course, Japan was all over it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I, I really did. I, I enjoyed it. I wish it had stuck more to the source material, but that's just because who I am. Once I read a book of something, I want it to be like the same because my brain's like, okay, now let's see it on the big screen. So I was a little disappointed. But, um, and there was definitely some issues, don't get me wrong, but I really, I, that shining scene, for whatever reason, I can't let it go. That shining scene stayed it for me. Mm -hmm. I pushed it to a 7.5 for you. Cool. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, and I think that wraps it up for uh, ready player one. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and I think our next, uh, podcast is obviously, it's like dun, a tiny dun, movie, dun, right? Dun, it's dun, dun, this little movie, I think it's called uh Oh wait, man. do we have a deadline on that guys? Do I have to save by a certain day? We'll Come on, this. man. Oh shoot. We'll set that up. Oh wait. Were we gonna wrap up with really it came out tonight, right? What are the reviews? No, no, no. No, no, no. This weekend. No, no. The social media reactions are out like twenty minutes ago. Oh, okay. You guys can so go read avoid, it. I, I've, no. been re- I've been reading reactions. I'll read reactions, but I got to be careful because it's it's been so easy for stuff to slip out. Be careful who you follow. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. read anything. I just read yeah the non-spoiler reactions. Just stay away from YouTube. Like some clips oh, have been yeah. like, what the heck? Or just people in general. They're just assholes and they're just like I, posting stuff. Yeah. The trailer played in Ready Player One for me, and I'm not joking. I literally ran out of the theater, you guys. I did, I did the same thing. <laughs> there so is a behind-the-scenes film uh, on uh, YouTube for Infinity War. I'm like, how yeah. can you be publishing that so far you know, before the movie's even coming out? That's dangerous. Some people yeah. don't care. Some people don't, don't care. care. Some people they don't care about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So I literally like thing. I, I plugged my ears, and I, I closed my eyes. I, I plugged my ears for the, the trailer. I didn't walk out, but I kind of did what you did. Like my ears are too good. I would have heard everything. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. I wanted to let go, but I was like fighting to not to not hear anything. Interesting. Yeah, it sucks. I was like, why are they doing this right now? Can they not? Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm go- I'm heading more toward Anthony's direction for this movie because it's like I just don't want to know. I haven't even watched any Deadpool trailers or anything, and still, like, some of it got ruined. Oh, oh, I watched oh. some of that. I, it didn't bother me too much because that movie is just all over the place. That it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I'll watch a Deadpool trailer. I'll watch them all. Right, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, the Infinity War. I only watched the first trailer, which sort of set the tone. But I haven't seen nothing since then and read nothing since then. So, don't go to stores. By the way, I've told Anthony this. Don't go to the Lego section because those yeah. playsets they spoil things. It did that That's for me for crazy. Civil War. Yeah, Civil War did the same thing for me. Hmm, interesting. Well, now that we've had, all seen it, what was it? Um, what what was what? I'm sorry. The Civil well, War what, brother. Oh, Civil War for me. I was I was I buying mean. this toy for like a, a birthday party for my daughter, not her, but like when we're going to. 
and they showed uh, Giant Man. I'm like, wait, Giant Man? Crap! It was like, you know, the airport scene, right? Oh. For Civil War. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, and I was, I was pissed because I, you know, I wasn't even looking. But it just happened to be the playset for like, you know. And then it would have been a nice surprise to see that in the theater, but there you go. So since then, it's like, okay, I've been very careful to be, you know, when you go to stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just Legos, but like playsets and figures and things, right? Black Panther was the same Boilers way. Boilers are everywhere! Yeah, Black Panther was the same way. I'm like, oh gosh, gotta walk away from this section. <laughs> That kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, you got to be careful. Jeez. It's not even just online. It's like the physical world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's probably wrap up this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Alyssa, for staying up. Yes. Talk with us. Thank I mean, you like, for I'm pushing us through, Avu a- a- Man. Yep. yep. Uh, Thanks we'll for doing this soon. podcast. I'm glad you guys did it. Good yes. to hear yep. you guys' thoughts. Yeah. yeah right thank you always a pleasure. Infinity War in two weeks? Two, three weeks? Yep. Right on. That's enough time for me.